Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. Super excited to be discussing everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. We've got some big basketball news and headlines to be tracking over the next few days. But today, we're really going to focus once again on the football team for the Blue Devils. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. Also watch our show daily on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Like the video. Share it with your friends as we continue to climb in YouTube subscribers. Your support means the absolute world to us. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. On today's show, without further ado, let me bring on my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast as we're going to be talking about the Duke football defense on today's program with questions that still remain. July is right around the corner, Josh, so we're getting much closer to the start of this football season. Uh, Just in about three weeks or so, three and a half weeks, I believe. And uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, I do have a Toledo Rockets hat on. Uh, It's it's family. My wife's family is from that area, so I'm not a traitor (laughs) by any means. Uh, this is a Duke, a Duke it's podcast. A good look. And, yeah. You know, today it is a Duke football podcast, which is which is always good for us football fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're super excited about the season coming up, obviously uh, a couple of days away from uh, the start of the season when Duke plays their first game in the conference against the Clemson Tigers. And we've got questions about that defense potentially. Uh, we'll flash the schedule across the bottom of the screen once again for all of our viewers, but going to go up against some pretty impressive offenses. Just as a whole, Josh, what are your early thoughts on the defense going into 2023? Well, you mentioned that we're going to be facing some, some pretty high powered offenses. I mean, if you look at the four, the top four uh, quarterbacks, you know, in the ACC, it's pretty unanimous who the top four are in some order. You've got Jordan Travis, Drake May, Riley Leonard, Cade Klubnick, well, Duke's facing the other three, right? Uh, Duke's facing the other three. Uh, and, you know, you've got guys that have the potential of really resurrecting their their careers and like a Brendan Armstrong, you know, NC State that Duke is also playing. Uh, not to mention Sam Hartman, uh, you know, from <laughs> from Notre Dame that Duke will also be playing. And so, uh, yeah, this this defense is going to be put to the test this year, and, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see. As you mentioned in the intro, this is Mike Elko's forte. And so how will this defense look is, is, is really um, a good question to ask. And so how will a defense look? Oftentimes the first thing you look at is the defensive coordinator, the man setting up the scheme for the Blue Devils. A new one in 2023, Tyler Santucci by way of Texas A&M. The Elko connection is certainly there. How did we get in this spot? What's the scenario in which Tyler Santucci has now taken over as defensive coordinator, Josh? Yes, yeah, so Rob Smith, uh, who was defensive coordinator last year uh, under Coach Elko, um, went back and uh, moved up in Midwest Minnesota, I believe is where he was at, and um, and so obviously that that left that vacant that vacancy there. Uh, Tyler Santucci has been, I believe, and I should have done this research. I apologize in advance. I believe he was he has been with Coach Elko since the Wake Forest days, if I'm not mistaken, 
I believe that's where they linked up. Santucci's the younger guy. Um, honestly, Rob Smith was a very reserved uh, kind of guy that, uh, at least in his interactions with other people, I don't know how he was with the players all the time, but the kind of reserved guy, Santucci's the opposite. Santucci's got a lot of energy. Um, he's got a lot to say uh, in a good way. Um, Santucci's a great interview. He's a great person to talk to in the media. Um, and so he's, he's going to bring a little bit of that younger feel. Uh, Rob Smith is a little bit of an older guy. And so the vibe is definitely going to be different in leadership. So uh, that's how we got here. Rob Smith uh, takes his – I don't know if he technically retired or if he just wanted to be back close to his family, resigned, whatever it was. And then Tyler Santucci, like, like you said, Texas A&M days and, and all the way back to Wake Forest days have been an Elko guy. And so he's coming in to take over this defensive coordinator role. And you always do feel comfortable when the coach has connections to guys that are uh, on his staff, obviously, and on his special side of the football, obviously Elko being a renowned defensive coordinator. So uh, while Tyler Santucci will be the guy at defensive coordinator, we well know, Josh, that Mike Elko is going like, to want to make sure that side of the football is in their best shape. Yeah, for sure. And, and Coach Elko does his best. Uh, during practices to split his time 50-50 between the offense and the defense and then maybe a little bit with the, with the specialist. Um, but, you know, his natural tendency is you'll see him strolling back over there to the defensive side of the football, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, it's not not a bad thing. You want your you want your your want all your coaching staff, including your head coach, to speak into the things that, that they are most comfortable speaking into. And so that's obviously going to be the defense uh, for, for Coach Elko. And you know, the question, one of the questions that we've had, and, and, and we don't know the answer yet, is, you know, will much change really, right? Like, will there be much change with, like, you know, anything schematically? I, I, don't, I just don't see that. There might be – there may be some differences and nuances that Coach Tansuji brings to the table. Uh, but at the end of the day, these guys are going to be running, you know, Mike Elko's uh, system under his watchful eye. And so, not that it doesn't matter who the defensive coordinator is. I'm not saying that at all. But just this is a defense that was constructed by Mike Elko. Let's talk about some of the individual players on the defense that will make an impact for the Blue Devils. A couple of big names are going to have to be replaced going into the new season. So we'll discuss those names in a little bit more after our first time out here on today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our very good friends over at FanDuel. We are in the heart of baseball season, a great time of year. And it's awesome because you can go to the FanDuel Sportsbook to get all the lines and props that you're looking for. Take your swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the first home run in a game. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. No better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn as FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. And uh, All right, Josh, let's talk about that defense. Let's talk about um, the tacklers on the squad. Obviously, that's the object of the defense. 
stop the players with the ball in front of you. If we look at 2022, to let people know, a reminder of the top five tacklers for Duke last season. Darius Joyner led the way with 97. Right behind him, Shaka Hayward had 93. A drop-off to third, Jalen Stinson had 74 tackles. Uh, Cam Dillon had 61, and then Brandon Johnson had 55 tackles. So 97, 93, 74, 61, and 55. And again, those players, Darius Joyner, Shaka Hayward, Jalen Stinson, Cam Dillon, and Brandon Johnson. Notably, several of those guys no longer have collegiate eligibility. They've started pro careers. Some are back, but we've got to replace some of those top tacklers going into the new season, Josh. Yeah, obviously there's top two. I mean, Shaka Hayward, um, you know, no longer uh, with the program playing in the NFL or, or trying to make an NFL roster at this time. Darius Jordan is the same way. Um, and then so those final three, I mean, Jalen Stinson, who played safety, um, you know, he he was a, started every game last season. Um, and then you had I, the Cam Dillon because Cam Dillon had 61 tackles but he didn't start every game, and he really was kind of like a second-string uh, linebacker. He wound up starting by the end of the season, but he did not have starter reps throughout the whole season. For him to still have 61 tackles is pretty incredible. And then Brandon Johnson, I mean, uh, playing that nickel, man, he he really uh, like set himself apart in the ACC, uh, all ACC nods and stuff like that. It's a preseason uh, noise being made about him. And so those three guys are going to be – uh, major factors in replacing what was lost. However, none of them seem to be taking the positional places of Shaka Hayward because Duke, the way Duke does that two, two linebacker thing and then that safety spot of Darius Joyner. So those are where, to me, the question arises, who's going to be in that safety position? Is it, is it going to be Terry Moore, who just was a running back last season? Is it going to be him? Is it going to be another one of the guys that's on the two deep? You know, and then at linebacker, I think we're pretty set. But let's talk safety first, JJ. I'd be interested to see who fills that Darius Joyner role. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a big role for someone to come in and take. I mean, Darius Joyner, uh, to, to speak to the year that he had a season ago with those 97 tackles, to remind people, this guy was not in Durham for four or five years, right? It's just kind of a stop as he continues through his college journey and immediately makes an impact on the defensive side of the ball right away. The scheme is something that I was—I didn't really think about, Josh, but I guess that is going to be a big question because, yeah, you see three through five in your top tacklers from a year ago, but if they aren't moved at all positionally, you right. can't easily assume that they just move up the charts like that, right? Correct. And so it's going to be interesting. There's been talk uh, of potential uh, of Brandon Johnson moving from that nickel spot back to that safety spot. And then they move Chandler Rivers over to the nickel. And then because we seem to be Duke seems to be a little deeper at cornerback than they do safety right now. So uh, Terry, like Terry, like I said, Terry Moore is an option there. But that's going to be a, an interesting thing to look. There's there's not many question marks on this Duke team heading into fall camp. But that is one of them. The secondary, that safety position specifically, is a question mark, and we got to see how it's going to play out. The second part is that linebacker spot, Shaka Hayward being gone. Now, what we found out last season, um, Shaka missed a little bit of time with, with some injuries. Dorian Mousi just can't seem to stay healthy, even though you know going into the season he was a starting linebacker uh, alongside of Shaka. Dorian Mousi is back. But I'll be honest with you, it seems like he's kind of been 
overtaken in the two deep. Uh, we've already mentioned Cam Dillon. Cam Dillon will be a starter. And then Trey Freeman, local guy, Durham Durham guy, Northern High School here in Durham. Um, Trey Freeman started the, the bowl game, looked really good doing it. Um, I think I think, you know, like I said, there's still a little bit of question mark there. But heading into the season, heading into fall camp, I mean, it's got to look like those two guys are our starting linebackers with Dorian Moosey right behind them. And then we start the Nick Morris and all the all the other guys uh, there that are going to fill in that 2D. Yeah, I mentioned kind of the top five and tacklers there. Again, stats are something that, that we closely follow. You are one of the guys on the Section 17 podcast before the start of every single year. You guys are making kind of prop bet type predictions. Yep. And the top tackler is one of those. So uh, definitely going to be a new name other than Darius Joyner going into the season. Let's go six through ten from last year to give people some more names that were there uh, a season ago. I mentioned Brandon Johnson with 55 tackles last season. Chandler Rivers had 52. Detrone Young had 45. Dorian Mosey with 44. Joshua Pickett, 41. And then we got the big fella, Dwayne Carter, 36 tackles a year ago, plugging up the middle. So Rivers, Young, Mosey, Pickett, Carter are the names that round out the top ten in tackles for the Duke defense last season. And so Duke is losing Detron Young, Speedy Young from that group. And then, you know, the rest of the guys are fighting for their spots. I mean, Dwayne Carter's not fighting for his spot. He's got his spot. But you got Joshua Pickett. Joshua Pickett is right, you know, in, in camp will be fighting for that cornerback spot, you know, between some transfers in, Oblades Jr., Mac Jones, other guys like that. And then you still have Chandler Rivers there from last year as well. And so uh, that's going to be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not concerned necessarily. I'm intrigued. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not concerned. I trust Mike Elko and his defensive mind 100%. So I'm not concerned. I'm intrigued to see how all this plays out. And when we're – when we when we line them up, you know, on Labor Day night at eight o'clock at Wallace Wade, who's out there getting those snaps? You know what I mean? Who, who's that first? Who's who's on that first team, and then who's on the the second team? It'll be interesting to see. This is Locked On Blue Devils here today. JJ Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section Seventeen podcast. Josh, tell me this. Give us a little preview of Section Seventeen if people aren't aware of you guys. Yeah, for sure. So check us out if you're interested in Duke football. You know, here at Locked On, uh, JJ does a great job of covering Duke athletics as a whole. A lot of it is devoted to basketball, and rightfully so. We understand that. Uh, but we're a football-only podcast. And so if you are a Duke football fan and you want to go a little deeper with Duke football, um, we would invite you to, to just look us up, Section 17 Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you enjoy what we do, we would appreciate five-star ratings and reviews as – Locked on Blue Devils would appreciate both on the podcast listening apps like Spotify and Apple. And then now with YouTube, uh, with you guys uh, reaching some goals on YouTube, um, you know, obviously we're always looking for that. But we do have a website as well, DukeFootballTalk.com, and we've got a store there and some other stuff. You can grab some merch uh, and, and browse some of our older stuff there. So we'll be kicking gearing back up uh, here for the start of the season, and we're looking forward to being in practices and media days and, and getting ready for that, like you said, that big kickoff against Clemson Tigers on Labor Day. Yeah, so we're talking about uh, three questions that we've got for the Duke defense going into the new season. If you look through our YouTube and podcast feed, you'll see two weeks ago with Josh, we did uh, the Duke football offensive questions that you might still have going into the 2023 season. You guys also teased some new merch uh, down the line at Section 17, so go follow all of their platforms 
so that you could stay tuned for that. All right, run back what you just said, the phrasing that you used a moment ago, Josh. It's that you're not concerned. It's that what run that back. Intrigued. I'm intrigued. intrigued. Okay, so that sets us up for this final question. That's not concerning, but the uh, confidence, we'll say. Do you have more confidence going into the year in the pass defense or the run defense for Duke football? Man, that I saw this question, you know, um, and I, I, I actually, it's, it's a great question because I feel like you could make a case. Yeah, sway me because I'm, uh, I'm indifferent here. You can make a case for either one, um, and, and I will say this: so it's not just a, it's not just a matter of is the secondary stronger than the linebackers in the, in the line because Darius Joyner was a number one tackler last season from the safety position. And many of those tackles were on coming up, playing on a line and getting into the backfield and, and getting the running back. Sure. Right. So it's not as easy as saying the linebackers are the linebackers and linemen are better than secondary. So obviously we're going to stop the run better. It's not that easy. Sure. Not that simple. So number one, I will say uh, we have uh, Duke as a, as a whole has got to get to the quarterback. Okay. So if Duke is going to have an effective pass defense, uh, you cannot leave your secondary in five-second, seven-second coverage. You've got to get to the quarterback. The quarterback has got to get the ball out in three seconds or less, or you've got to get to him. And so that's going to fall on the shoulders of, you know, uh, R.J. Oban, who had a good season last year. We know the interior line uh, did their job as well. Um, And and then uh, the freshman, now sophomore, uh, uh, Vincent Anthony Jr., VJ, um, got to put on some weight. He just hit a personal – uh, personal record there in the weight room this past week, the social media team shared. But it really is about getting to the quarterback uh, as far as the pass offense, uh, pass defense is concerned. Because I believe Chandler Rivers and Joshua Pickett and Al Blades and Brandon Johnson and Mac Jones, all those guys, in my opinion, I believe they're going to cover. Think, I think they're good in coverage. And so at the end of the day, it's can we get to these quarterbacks um, in time on, on, the, on the pass defense. On the run defense – I mean, look, when you bring back the middle of your line, and it includes Jamion Franklin and Dwayne Carter, both team captains, it includes Aeneas Peebles, who is basically a third starter, if you want to look at it that way. Um, you've got to love the interior line. And so that's where the that's where stopping the run begins, is the yeah. interior line. And so you've got to love that. So I, I would say this. I would be remiss, and if he were to ever see me and hear me not give him credit for this, I can't go against Dwayne Carter. I cannot say we have uh, a third-year captain, Dwayne Carter, getting all preseason All-American nods in the interior of that line. I would, if you put a, if you put, maybe put money on it. I would have to say I am more confident in our rush defense at this point. I think that's where I would go because of the experience coming back, because of the big bodies that you've got there, and, and just the way the scheme. Uh, I believe, will look, I think you've got to have more faith in what you're going to bring on the defensive side of the ball to stop the run. Not to say the secondary is going to be in a much worse position because I I think if we asked ourselves this question in 2022, to your point, Josh, the answer would have easily been the run defense once again, and yet we were really surprised by how impressive the pass defense was at, at certain points throughout the season. So. Uh, that being said, the pass defense could make a little bit of a run, but I think you got to have a little more faith as we're recording today on June 28th and what the run defense is going to be able to do. Is it interesting, though, in, in either one of those, whether we're talking about run defense or pass defense, it begins and ends on that line. 
on yeah. the run defense is does the interior of the line hand you know can they clog up the middle for pass defense can those edges get to the quarterback because yeah. <laughs> if those edges get to the quarterback all of a sudden Good our pass happen. defense yeah. looks a whole lot better and so at the end of the day like the line is so important it's so it's important on both sides of the football we mentioned it two weeks ago we talked about the offensive line um, and so how important it was and is uh, defensive line is equally important so you win in the trenches you win football games and so I like I like our odds. I like our odds this year in the trenches for sure. All right, let's circle back to the top as we wind down again. A new defensive coordinator, Tyler Santucci, coming in to lead the unit in 2023. Just what does this mean, Josh, for Duke football's defense going into the new season? Yeah, new personality. Uh, probably going to keep a similar similar scheme. You're probably not going to notice much difference on the field. Uh, but like I said, it is definitely a radically different personality leading that room than what was there last year. Josh, really do appreciate the time. As always, give me one more plug for the Section 17 podcast and fun things that you guys have coming up. Yeah, for sure. Hit it up. Uh, you mentioned our merch. We just launched a new T-shirt. Shout out. We had a fan actually design that and shoot it over to us. And we <laughs> That's liked awesome. It enough. Yeah, we liked it enough. We rolled with it. So uh, hit that up for DukeFootballTalk.com. And then, as I mentioned, anywhere you listen to podcasts, to Section 17 podcast. We appreciate you guys here, uh, JJ at Locked On. You guys do a great job. I know you're kind of enjoying the summer uh, break of three days. Uh, instead of five, but I know you guys are ramping back up for August, and we'll be back in the saddle talking a ton of football. Absolutely. Josh, we'll talk again next week, okay? All right, we'll see you, man. All right, that's our pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast, uh, talking a lot about football on today's show. I know Josh has a lot of thoughts, though, on these freshmen arriving on campus for Duke basketball, a new assistant coach joining the staff soon, so we'll get Josh's thoughts on all of that and more coming up next week on Locked on Blue Devils. We're back at it again tomorrow. Thanks for your support here of Locked on Blue Devils. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us for free wherever you get your podcast. Also hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Until next time, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.